So Hayley Rind is the designer and director of White Chalk, which she started with her sister-in-law, Ginny, by accident. Hayley thought she was destined to be the boy on their Marlborough sheep and beef farm until a few clothes that she designed and got Ginny to make while living in Vietnam turned into a million dollar business and some very steep learning curves. With no experience in fashion, Hayley now works alongside Ginny, brother Nathan, a team of t and a team of 10, and is very proudly New Zealand made. So thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me. I, um, you were on my list right from the very beginning. I was like, I wanna see how uh, a farming woman and mum living on farm can then do something else. So I'm thrilled. Thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> so first up, when did you start White Chalk and how did you get the name? Well, um, to be honest, it was just the first name that popped into my head. And I tried to come up with other names and nothing compared. Um, I often think I need to come up with a way better story than that because, <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's the way it came about. Um, and we launched in the market um, August 2014. Um, and we started planning probably. Christmas 2013 was when the first box of samples arrived from Vietnam. Well, they weren't samples at that stage. They were just clothes for myself. Um, so, yeah, that's when the idea started anyway. Yeah. 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 So when, um, what, what gave you the confidence to be able to kick into this? Um, because quite often, you know, we have ideas, we get through to a, light business planning stage and you think oh too hard no money can't do it <laughs> what how did you get that was that the collaboration that really helped well I guess because it was all by accident we never really realized we were going into business so we first of all started off just getting some clothes made for myself um because Jenny was living over in Vietnam at the time um and then a few friends said oh I like them could you get me I get some made for me and then a few other friends started saying the same so I thought oh maybe I could um do a little bit of this and get some pocket money um and then and we then thought well, going that we might as well start making a few more and try selling them on Facebook or uh, maybe then try to get into a shop or two um so then we thought oh well if we're going to do that we might as well try to get into um quite a few shops so we got some samples made up and I thought if I went on a selling trip and got five shops on board well that would be amazing and it'd be a good bit of pocket money um and then we ended up getting 20 shops on board and a huge amount of um clothes we had to get made um, so then we didn't really have any time to think about a business as such. We just mm. had to get Did into it. it and get these clothes made. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess if we had a thought about it, we probably wouldn't have done it, to be honest, because we mm. had so much else going on. Um, so we had no business plan. We, yeah, no real idea it was going to be a business, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. It's unique and it's worked. So yeah, <laughs> not that. So you initially started making the garments in Vietnam, but unlike many other clothing brands that tend to start um, in New Zealand and go offshore, you've done it backwards. Why, why did you do this and why is it so important to you that it's New Zealand made? Well, um, I guess we started off in Vietnam just because Ginny was living over there and we were saving really hard to get into our first farm. So I couldn't afford to be buying nice clothes in New Zealand. So hence the reason I was getting 
Jenny to make them over in Vietnam. Um, so that was just a natural progression to get them made. The sample we got samples made over there, so we went to production there, um, and it was a huge learning curve dealing with factories overseas, um, especially when we didn't know what we were doing. Um, and it got to the stage we did get a really good relationship with the factory over there and when we wanted to um, do a winter collection with New Zealand Merino we seen it was New Zealand Merino we wanted it to also be made the clothes to be made in New Zealand and when we when we tried to find a factory to do that we realized that all the factories are closing down or that on the yeah you know they're really struggling and then we thought this just doesn't seem right if we're then getting all our clothes produced overseas but in our own backyard the factories are closing down so we um found one to do our merino um wear and um then we sort of joked saying oh it would be amazing to move all production back to new zealand and then within six months we've done it and haven't looked back it's amazing absolutely amazing that's great. So you're based in um, Marlborough. Is that where the clothes are made as well? Yes. So we um, couldn't believe our luck when just down the road from us there was a factory that has 10 machinists that had the potential to grow as we brought in huge numbers. They were borderline, well, not looking at closing down, but it was probably going to be happening in the next few years. If something like us didn't come along mm. um then all of a sudden yeah we've come in with some pretty big numbers and it's full steam ahead for them that's brilliant one of the questions that um were put to on facebook were where do you get your um inspiration from for the designs that you put out and consistently hit the nail on the head <laughs> um well i guess our designs are like we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We have some pretty good basic designs, but we're using unique fabrics or beautiful fabrics, good quality fabrics, and we're mixing them up with with knits and chiffons together or stripes and florals mm-hmm. together. So we're um we basically stay with quite a small library of designs. Um and we do make changes each season, but it's definitely nothing too extreme. It's just using beautiful fabrics and maybe having the confidence to mix the fabrics together. Yeah. Cool. And you do see that in fashion at the moment, um, the mixing and how they actually work well together. Whereas for some yeah. years, it's like, you can't mix this with that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so from your initial 20 stores, how many are you in across New Zealand at the moment? Uh, 50 with our white chalk label um, we also have butte which is our essentials label um, that's in a different a different um, different stores um, there are some overlaps but um, yes yeah, so there's probably all together between our labels 60 stores excellent and what what are your plans going forward are you looking to expand more with white chalk or other brands alongside or other stores do you have um, many plans going forward like that yes um for some silly reason i thought it was a great idea to um (laughs) to launch two new labels um so come spring this year um we have uh, active wear 
label that is coming on the market, um, as well as um, Heidi Frank, which is our label for dressier pieces. So that's going to include more of your bridesmaids' dresses um, and your real dressy pieces. Um, so we're just in the sampling stages of that at the moment, uh, which is really exciting, but quite time consuming. Yeah, I can imagine. And so you, you are working with family at the moment and um, outside of clothing, this is actually very common in farming um, systems as well. And yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's how I've grown up. <laughs> yeah. And a yeah. lot of the time it's great. Some of the time it's not. Um, how have you found personally working with family? Um, has there been some challenges and what are your tips to overcoming those? To be honest, it has been amazing. Um, so I guess it's my brother that I'm working with the closest. Um, and we're like chalk and cheese. We're completely different the way we work, um, which works perfectly though for us, I think. Um, we have our really defined areas. Um, he is good on the technical side. So I'm probably better at thinking up the ideas and then he's better at putting them in place. Um, and yeah, we, I've, yeah, we never really have any issues. Um, it just works. It works great. Yeah. So he's a mechanical engineer. Um, so I don't think he ever thought he was going to be in a fashion business. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's fantastic on, um, yeah, all the behind the scenes. So he runs all the production and does a really fantastic job at that. Um, I, yeah, I can imagine that being very valuable as probably you and I both being in that sort of more creative space, having someone who's quite analytical and processes and procedures that right. would just make my life so much easier. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm sure he rips his hair out at me for not following the procedures all the time. But um, yeah, no, he's... So he come on board full-time after Ginny and I had started um, maybe 18 months into it. Um, and he just put some really good processes in place because um, as you grow, obviously, you need those processes. Um, and we had nothing, really, because we were just always chasing our tail from the start because we never, well, obviously never had a business plan, never had any anything in place. And then... Um, yeah, he's come in and just given it a real birthday, which has been amazing. Excellent. So I read that you've done a diploma in agribusiness. Would that be correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah. How Have you found that to be quite useful in the overlap of the business? Um, yes and no. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I guess I have. Um it's probably given me more of a business mind. Um, yes, and I, I yeah, no, it would have helped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you recommend that there's, you know, that we often have a lot of women uh, on farming mums that um, are sort of thinking where next, what to next, had the kids <laughs> living on farm, feeling a bit lost. What would be your recommendation of sort of the first step to looking outside the box? Is a, is a course like that um, a good stepping stone or would you have any other thoughts? Um, well, I think, um, I think probably first you would have to really think, do you want to commit 
your life to business because <laughs> mm-hmm. it really to make it work I think you need to have to be at that stage where it really is your life um, you need to be getting up before the kids to be able to work you know before they get up then after they go to bed you need to be working because you don't have the luxury of going to work nine to five into the office so you yeah um and I think another important thing is to have a business mind right from the start I think it does come naturally to some people um and then if you yeah if you're not committed then it's probably not going to work because there are a lot of things you come up against when you're living rurally um yeah but I mean I'm yeah yeah, it's different. Obviously, very doable. Um, and I just I don't know if diploma of agri business is probably the most suitable mm. line to go down. Then it completely depends on what business you're looking at starting. Um, yeah. Marketing, anything in marketing is probably your biggest. Yeah. Um, well, your best um, sort of education line to go down if um, because marketing's the base of nearly any business really mm. uh, yeah and if you understand your market yeah. then it just feeds back directly into the business uh, yeah a hundred percent yeah yeah definitely so talking on markets um consumers you know worldwide are becoming a lot more conscious about where their food and fiber and clothing and things come from are you seeing that in new zealand and are you seeing that with your business that people are a little bit more conscious of that I think so, yeah. I mean, obviously we went from being made offshore to being New Zealand made and the response has been hugely positive. Um, And I think consumers are just feeling good about themselves if they can support New Zealand made. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone's got to buy clothes um, and if you can make that choice to buy something that's New Zealand made over offshore, well, then yeah, you leave the store feeling good about yourself and feeling good about your purchase. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supporting small business and small business owners that, um, yeah, right. it adds to this feel good kind of thing. Exactly. So, yeah. So we've talked about the business. If one of the things that I'd really like to talk about is more on a personal level as to how you balance your business and your family and the farm and everything that goes along with it. So how many kids do you have now? What were the ages when you started? Uh, so I've got two kids. Um, I've got a daughter who is eight and a son who is four. So when um, I was pregnant with our youngest, when the idea come in, yeah, come into play. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the maths coming together right now sounds very busy. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, yeah. Like I said, Harriet, if we had a known what we were getting ourselves into, it possibly wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, obviously no regrets. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to managing, um, uh, balancing a husband on the farm or yourself, if you're ever around there, balancing the work and the business and the family and the kids and trying to get off the farm and all those kinds of things, how yeah. do you feel like you've got that balance down pat? And if not, oh, yeah. you know, what do you think? not. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> and um, I, for a while there, I was trying to, and I thought there must be some magic answer of how you balance everything. And there must be 
yeah, some way of doing it, but I just think that you're never going to balance it, to be honest. It's just, um, you've just got to do the best you can. Um, definitely this year I have got better at not working every single night um, and taking a bit of time to relax, but then I don't get as much work done. So then yeah. I put stress on in other areas. Um, Obviously very lucky to be able to, that we live on a farm that the kids can be included in the weekends. So we do have good family time. Um, I mean, we're still working, but it involves them. It's showing them good work, work ethics as well. So it's a win-win. Um, but I definitely don't think I'm ever going to just nail the balance. Um, Jed starts, our youngest starts school in August. Uh, so I feel that I will, might, things might get a little bit easier then because um, I do really value the time I have at home with him. So he goes to preschool. He's just started going three days a week. So I still have two days at home with him and I really try not to work on those days. Um, obviously there's essential things that I need to do that, I do, but I'm still at home with him. Um, yeah, so I think once he gets off to school, it will make things a little bit easier. And I am moving my office back home. Um, so we've only just got high-speed internet up until now. We've been on satellite internet, which mm -hmm. has made life extremely hard. Um, but So we've had to open an office in, in town um, so I can work from there. But um, yeah, now with high-speed high internet, we're converting a sharer's quarters into my office. Um, so that's pretty exciting as well to think that um, when I do work from home, I can get a lot more done um, mm. a lot quicker just with having better internet. Yeah, just don't yeah. get distracted like I do by the washing and then the dishes. And then, oh, I might as well vacuum while I'm here. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah. pick up the kids again. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, no, yeah, the days are so short, isn't it, yeah. to get anything but um no if you ever do find the answer on balance let me know because I <laughs> I sure don't yeah. know it but um yeah yeah you just I guess if you're enjoying what you're doing um then you don't I don't know if you need that balance so much um <laughs> also I think another big thing is that I don't watch tv so I don't get sucked into wasting time on telly yeah. Although with um, having high-speed internet, I've um, started Netflix. and no! <laughs> So <laughs> I think the novelty will wear off soon. <laughs> yeah, um, what I'm really finding lately is the people who are really high-performing and are quite focused in, a, in that entrepreneur and business space, most of them either, they either don't watch TV, don't own a TV, or will watch one sort of Netflix series and that's it. Yes. Like... There's yeah, so, yeah. and I've, um, my husband and I are quite the same. Uh, the TV's just not on at, at night. We'll turn the music on and continue working. So I think that's quite, um, if, if there's a lot of people out there who will say, I just don't have the time. And I'm thinking, well, we all have the same amount of time. What are you doing with your time? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, and, um, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I mean, it's, you can get up earlier and you can work or um I mean, another thing, I just, I haven't made exercise a priority for the last few years, which I, I don't like, but I find that I've just, I need to get my work done and that mm. I put work as a priority. Um, 
and I don't have much of a social life because again <laughs> work's my priority but um these are all my goals <laughs> that uh, one day I'll have a social life one day I'll exercise but at yeah. the moment I'm completely fine with work being a high priority um so I guess if if you're fine with that then yeah I enjoy it I enjoy working yeah when yeah. I try to have downtime I can't stop thinking about work <laughs> or I mean so it is yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. The I, only yeah. downtime I've ever managed is literally leaving the country without a laptop and going to a place with no internet. That's yeah. the only time in like the past five years that I've been able to switch off for a week because yeah. Yeah. it is so hard to control that when you're on a roll. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's right. That's right. And yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. We've tried to be able to have one holiday a year where we get away, which um, has only been possible because of me working. Um, yeah. Obviously with farming, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that wouldn't have been possible. Um, and I really tried to do absolutely no work then. And yeah. um, it's amazing. But I, by the end of it, I'm pretty ready to get home and start working. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So when we talked about balance, I actually spoke to someone this week who... Uh, helped change my perspective on that and I wonder if it might be quite interesting in that she she said that you know you'll never balance a day you'll never balance a week you might never even balance a month but if you look at the year as a whole you know there's a whole lot of time through that where you'll be working hard where you'll be with the kids a lot of the time where you'll be out of the country where you'll be traveling and it's actually the balance over the year that she tries to focus on or a balance over a month rather than the balance over a single day or a single week where she might be away for a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's this thing. And it, as you said about work ethic, the kids can see that. And it's yeah. amazing yeah. how well-rounded and I feel like the people that I've talked to who have children that have seen how well and how much their parents work seem to mature earlier because they, have a slight level of independence and they can see what's going on from a different perspective. So I think yes. it's actually, I think it's really special. And one of the statistics I picked up over the past couple of years, one of the <clears throat> interesting notes was that I think it's like 80% more likely from, for an entrepreneur to have entrepreneurial parents. Like that is a direct, yeah. like oh, I wouldn't say heritable trait, but it's a learned <laughs> trait that is, you know, if, if you are and you're demonstrating that there's an 80% chance more likely that your children will be like that, which I think is really yeah. exciting. It, that is very exciting. And um, I guess I think a lot of my um, business sort of minds come from my father. And growing up, um, we always had to work in this. We grew up on a market gardening farm and we always had to work in the school holidays, um, which at the time I remember thinking, you know, that was we were pretty hard done by. But as we um, turned 15 and got our car license, we had enough money to buy our first car ourselves. And um, we ended up, um, instead of getting paid an hourly rate, we got paid in um, a hectare of onions for a certain amount of um, hours we had worked. And then we got to sell them at the market rate. And, you know, sometimes we were on a really good wage. Sometimes it worked out that it was a really bad season and we ended up getting, our hourly rate would have been terrible, but that we learned that's business. And mm. um, then we learned some years we got a really good amount of money that 
we learned how to control that money as well that we you know if we had earned a few thousand that we just didn't go out and blow that that we thought well maybe mm. we'll save majority of it and then we will um we can spend the rest and yeah so i think that was yeah. a really good thing. it definitely sounds like that was sort of directly related to your ability and now i would imagine yeah. Well, I think that um, was obviously his grand plan of <laughs> trying yeah. to teach us and getting a bit of work out of us. You know, high five himself for that one. <laughs> a bit of slave labour, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the um, things I want to ask you is, um, how accepting has your husband been of the business from the beginning? Because I, <laughs> I know that farming men that I've come across in the past just a stereotype you know it's the farm is everything um, yeah. has it been quite supportive of your your journey um overall yes he's been amazing um it's been extremely hard in the fact we not only got our first farm at the same time as having a new baby at the same time of launching white chalk <laughs> plus moving into a whole new area um and when we did come on to the farm, we come in in a pretty bad drought and then faced another drought. Um, so we had back-to-back -back seasons of drought. Um, I was also the sales rep um, for the first two years, so I was travelling a lot. Um, mm. Like I say, new baby, back-to-back -back drought. Um, so considering all that, he was absolutely amazing. There's a few times that I thought he wasn't <laughs> when he was really stressful. Yeah. But um, looking back, yeah, no, um, absolutely amazing. Um, the farm does have to come first, really. I mean, it's livestock. Um, and I think it's the dependent... Um, you can't well, as you'll know you can't always plan your working week when you're farming there's so many variables um whereas i mean if something happens in my business i mean people are going to survive if we release a collection a week later but yeah. obviously livestock you can't you can't have business running like that so um yeah the farm does take a priority um and both my mother and mother-in-law have been amazing of helping out in those early years of coming up here because um, we've got no family up here either. We're, they're all down in Canterbury. Um, so they've been absolutely amazing at coming up when I've needed to travel. Um, and now we have a South Island and a North Island rep. So I don't do, I only travel to China to purchase fabric now. That's all, all the mm. travel I have to do. So, um, yeah, no, he, yeah. So on a whole, he's been absolutely amazing. Um, but he probably also didn't realise what we were getting into either. So... <laughs> <laughs> I just went ahead, keep springing things on him of what I had to do. Yeah. Um, so do it, yeah. do it and ask, don't ask permission, ask for forgiveness <laughs> later exactly. on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good motto to live by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, no. And I mean, it's starting to pay, like, we've done some pretty hard yards, um, both being fairly busy on the farm and um, with my business um, and we feel that maybe next year they'll start paying off that we can hopefully just make things a little bit easier for ourselves um, and hopefully I will get back on the farm a bit more because that, that was our dream that we would be farming together um, 
and obviously with me working that hasn't quite turned out that way um i mean i help out when i can but definitely not as involved as i would like to be um that's still where my passion lies um to be on the farm so having my office at home will mean that i'll be a lot more available to help out when i need to to yeah. yeah, get bossed around again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you might find yourself a little bit too available. Can you go get yes, this? Yeah. You here? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to manage that one well. <laughs> yeah, that should be interesting, but I think it'll be a lot of, it, it'll be a lot of fun. And it's so, it's a real privilege to work from home. There are certainly challenges that come along with it and it comes with a lot of self-drive, but you've already got yeah. that drive. So you've already yeah. gone past that hard part, I think. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, you are right. There is a lot of privileges to be able to work at home. There's nothing like, yeah, yeah, Working being in, in your, your pajamas. <laughs> and and oh, I'd never do that. I promise. <laughs> no. I, I am dressed today. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> from the top half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have had meetings in activewear before, and I've put a blazer over a singlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no need to do makeup here. It's fantastic working from yeah. home. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so the last right. question I'd like to ask is if someone uh, on farm is thinking about starting a business and they've got a bit of an idea of where they want to go, what would be your main piece of advice to either launch into it or to consider more? So you, you sort of said about um, being aware of the workload that's going to come along with it. Is there anything yeah. that you, else you would say there in terms of, you know, having the confidence to give it a shot? Yeah, I really I really don't know whether to say to just give it a shot and go for it and know that it's going to be hard, but it would be great if you, if that's what you want to do mm. or, and you know, just, yeah, give it a shot and see how it goes. Or do you um, make a business plan and really think about it and go through all the pros and the cons and then you probably mm. end up not doing it at all. Um, so I really don't know the answer to that one. I think, um, I think probably just give it a shot. I mean, you don't know until you do it. Um, but be in a stage of your life that you have the time to do it and do it well. There's no point in doing it and half ass doing it. If you're going to do it, you need to really commit to it and give it your best shot you can. Um, otherwise, you're probably just going to be up against it. Because, um, I mean, it does, it does take a lot to get off the ground. I mean, it, then I guess it depends what sort of business as well. Um, but just give it a shot. I mean, what have you got to lose? If you're going to yeah. give it, yeah. If you're going to give it a shot, give it your all. Yeah. Or, or don't bother, really. Do you think that having the team around you made it a little bit um, easier because you were answerable to each other? Um, yes, I, yeah. Um, I did in when we first started, um, it was Ginny and I, um, so she lived in Vietnam. Um, so at that stage we were both so busy. We didn't even really have that much to do with each other. Mm. Um, so I did find it reasonably hard not having anyone to bounce ideas off. Um, then, um, about, 18 months ago, um, we released Ruby and Rain, which is our plus size mm -hmm. clothing line, um, which I have done in conjunction with my best friend. Um, and now we're both in the business together. We bounce a lot of ideas off each other. Each Monday morning, we um, 
FaceTime and go over all our ideas to try to, um, or just have someone to bounce ideas off really and a sounding board. So that has worked amazingly. So to find someone, but no one's going to be as invested as you obviously. So even if you go into business possibly with someone else right from the start, with a part, in a partnership right from the start, then you just have that sounding board. Mm. But I mean, that might not always be possible, but I just feel that it's, it is really lonely otherwise. I mean, a lot of the time you know the answer yourself, I think, but unless you're saying it to someone else and someone else agrees with you, you're not confident to make that call. Yeah. Just yourself. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And I, oh, I did actually have one other question. Someone oh. asked, would you consider either now or in time being a mentor to others? That's one of the questions um, I had. Yeah. Um, yes, I guess. Yeah. If it, I guess if it was a person and a business that really was something I was passionate about or, yeah, um, because if I was to do it, I would want to do it well. I would, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, and I could imagine it would be fairly time-consuming, but... Um, yeah, because I would have loved to have a mentor at the start. Or well, in saying that, my father was probably a pretty good mentor. I mean, he had absolutely zero idea about fashion, but I don't think you need to know. Yeah. It's a business side, and I used to bounce ideas off him, and he would <laughs> he would tell me to, um, yeah, he would have some pretty good yeah, suggestions back yeah. on the business side more so than... Um, the fashion <laughs> um yeah so no at the start I definitely would have loved a mentor um that was maybe a little bit more focused on the business mm. of the actual um fashion side of it but um I do the yeah. same to my dad dad yeah got another idea what do you think <laughs> yes. so yeah, he'll be like, yeah, yeah okay I see that other times he'll be like nah won't work it is, yeah 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 he does tend to be a little bit pessimistic sometimes yeah. but I think I'm like probably yeah. Does that drive not. you a little bit more though? Be like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a way. You just haven't thought Yeah, of it. I can prove him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've loved chatting with you. And I think, um, yeah, you've got some really fantastic advice. And it's quite, it's really good to be able to see those case studies of how you've done what you've done um, to be able to help encourage other women to, uh, you know, be bold and confident enough to take those uh take those risks as well yeah no and it's awesome seeing that there's so many women out there doing such fantastic things and I mean you don't have to live in Auckland to be or in this day and age yeah you can live in the middle of nowhere Mm. Um, yeah but um you definitely don't have to be in Auckland to be running a business or starting a business yeah I think living in rural New Zealand in 2019 is quite a privilege and Oh, connectivity is just, it's changing the world and it's changing the world for rural women because all of a sudden it's gone from being stuck on a farm in the middle of nowhere to having the world at our fingertips. It's really special. Yeah, definitely. And, but the best thing I think is that you can then walk outside and you're in nature and you don't have cars screaming around you. You don't have... Yeah, you don't have to live that city life. You can walk outside and automatically you have that balance. Yeah. 
it's the best of both worlds and I couldn't fault yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, cool, we're very lucky. So much. No, thank you. Good talking. Thanks.